You know, Casey loses a lot of games here on the Jackson Cloud. But that means he's winning in heaven. Ouch, guys. That hurts. We're an online church. Let's see Casey lose again today here on the Jackson Cloud. <sighs> We're not wrong. Okay, as we have mentioned before, the disciples were a bunch of noobs. I mean, they constantly... <laughs> straight up. They constantly do things where you're like, oh, you guys are missing the point. But then again, when you look at the points that they miss, like it's the same thing that Christians miss today constantly. And so like, we're all a bunch of noobs, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, but to live is to noob. <laughs> all right, now we That's have our to next it. shirt, Jackson Cloud. <laughs> to live is to noob. Yes. What were you going to say? I was going to say that we should throw out a definition of what noob is for those who aren't nerds like us. Newbie. Does that pretty much do it? Yeah, pretty much. All right. So, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of moments where the disciples think that they are awesome and powerful. And to some extent, they are powerful and have the ability to be awesome, you know? But... Uh, for Jesus, who is the most powerful and the most awesome, he constantly spends his time making himself low. What are some ways in which he does that? There's lots of examples in the Bible. Washing, Washing. feet. He said first. You no, get I get the point. You have to prove you know more Bible. <laughs> Washing uh, feet would be one of the mega ones. That's, that's the why, big one. That's why that it is, came. It's in. like the best example of I it. I got another one. Yeah. Riding in on a donkey. There you go. Yeah, sure. So rather than coming on a majestic war horse with armor all over it and things like that, he's coming in on a, you know, like there's, I mean, if you tried to ride donkeys, that's probably not fun. Yeah, it would be different. Any others? I should probably prove that I know one. Yeah. I've come up with two. Okay. So you need two, two. It's a war. Who gets the most? I mean, taking his cross? Don't get another point. You already have points. But Sure. Fine. So Jesus completely not only becomes humble, but humiliates right himself right. taking on a cross. Just the fact that this is God himself putting on flesh, that's humility, right? He's stepping into... I mean, throughout all religions... The gods cared nothing about humans. If anything, the narrative they told was, we made humanity to take care of us, and we don't care about them. They're our slaves. And then here's God, ultimately, who's like, just to save them from all their sin, which they don't need, like, they don't deserve to be saved for their sin, but just to save them from their sin, I'm going to become human, lower myself to the lowest state imaginable, and then save them. You know, like, that's... That's ultimate humility right there. That sets our God, Yahweh, like completely apart from all the other I got gods. another one. Yeah. What? Being born in a stable? I mean, I said he was born, but sure, yeah. <laughs> no. no, you said he took on human flesh. You which say he was which means he was born. But yeah, he's born in not just a stable, but his bed is a feeding trough, right? Which uh, I've swum in one of those, and it's, it's weird. You swam in a feeding trough? Mm hmm. It was when I was in Kansas, it was weird. That doesn't make it make any more sense, man. 
It was Kansas, so we all get it. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> and I've heard that 20,000 times. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you know. He didn't have a swimming pool, okay? He's born into a family that doesn't have a place to stay, so he's in there. Uh, he doesn't seem to be loaded. He's not walking around with money. He's hanging out with the people that you wouldn't hang out with. Uh, he's judged all the time for the crowd that he takes on. He touches people that are considered unclean, mm-hmm. uh, which would get him, could turn him not only make him sick himself, but turn him into a social outcast between religious folk and just other people in general, you know? So humility is like, it's all over the place. And yet the disciples never seem to catch on to this. And one of the passages that we were going to look at today is is essentially where they're talking with each other about which of them is the greatest. Um, In Mark 9, anybody want to read it? And when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all the servants of all. Must be last of all and servant of all. Ah, okay. He must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them, And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Yeah, so this, when you're reading it, I never thought of it this way, but it reminds me of me with my kids. (laughs) I'll hear my kids talking about something. And it, it, it'll disappoint me sometimes if it's like, oh, guys, you got better character than that. And I'll be like, Becca, Jericho, what are you talking about? I'll be like, nothing. <laughs> no, just tell me what you're talking about. I already know what they're talking about. I'm like, we weren't talking about it. Or they'll tell me something else, you know, that they weren't talking about. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of what Jesus has going on with his kids right here. The disciples like, guys, what are you talking about? Nothing, <laughs> you know, and which shows you like the disciples are completely dense. They understand like they just, shouldn't be talking about which one of them is better than the other. I mean, they're just mostly dense. Yeah, they're they're at least smart enough to know like don't answer that. Shut up, Peter. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> but they're arguing like which one of us is going to be the best, and then Jesus, who shows us all throughout his life, as we've already discussed. That the point is to be humble, that the first will become last, and that, uh, like Casey in losing all these games, he is first in heaven, though last on the Jackson Cloud. Uh, (laughs) These are examples. Like, Jesus shows over and over again. Like, it's all about humility. It's all about serving one another, loving one another. It's not about making yourself great or powerful or awesome. Uh, Even the disciples, when they can't find a place to stay, you know, at the beginning of the gospel, Jesus can't find a place to stay, so he's born in a stable. And that's part of the beauty of his story. He starts out homeless. Yeah. The disciples, when they can't find a place to stay, they're like, should we call down fire from heaven, Jesus, and burn this place <laughs> down to the ground? And Jesus is just like, no, let's just go to the next town. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, these are like the disconnect, right? 
Born in a stable because they can't find an inn. Burn the inn down because they can't find an inn. Like, that's... Wait, if they can't find an inn, how would burning it down help They found the inn, but they won't let them in, so they want to burn it down with fire from hell. So the inn won't let them in? No. Are you just saying that because it rhymes? Yep. I know him so well. (laughs) Anyways, um... You know, if it's called an inn, they should let people in. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. Anyways, the disciples show here that they just, they don't get it. And so Jesus grabs a little kid who, I mean, kids were also treated kind of like the bottom. Now, well, quick yeah, question. Gross. Where did he get this kid from? That's what I was wondering. They're just like, <laughs> and then this kid that's with them. And, oh, hey, you. Kaba. Uh, I mean, they were probably walking around. I mean, we talked before that there's crowds everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if hey kid come over here I heard my disciples over in the corner (laughs) while I was preaching to everybody talking about who's the best this kid's the best this kid you know it's like um, but kids were kind of like the bottom of the household to some extent apparently because they're gross according to Olivia (laughs) I'm saying like at this time like hygiene isn't people's first priority Running showers didn't exist yet, and kids get into a lot of gross stuff. Okay, it wasn't where I was going with this. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. It was more that I was thinking they're kind of treated like property by their families. Uh, they're because oh. they like like the cultural place of a child in Greek and Jewish society was that uh, they weren't sentimental about children like us. It's like. I want my kids to have the best life ever and get them into all the sports and dance and anything that they want. The world is theirs. You know, like that's the way that a lot of parents today treat their kids. Uh, First off, they had high infant mortality rates. Like just think about both of my kids were C-sections. Like Beckett's head was too big. Like he would have never come out, which means without modern science, both Beckett and my wife would have died just from a just from a natural common common thing thing so like i'd be dead casey would be dead were you a c-section no so well you're just better than everyone aren't you (laughs) she'd be the only one alive but like this is an example of like today like we aren't we are less used to facing all of the things that could go wrong because of all the modern science we have. Back then, that wasn't the case. So, like, kids were, like, there's a high infant mortality rate. You had lots of kids because not all of them would survive. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a great demand for human labor on the kids. You know, today we have rules like kids can't work at a certain age. or Yeah, they can't work from 8 to 14 for 12-hour days. Yeah, so, like, that's the way that we treat kids. Like, no, you won't make kids do any work. But for them, like, kids were the human labor to get the work done. Uh, They were completely dependent upon their fathers. So when Jesus, like, picks up this kid in his arms and tells everyone to, like, receive this kid in his name, he's basically saying, like, whoever welcomes the little ones and the insignificant ones... The, the like lowest in the household, the humble, the meek, the way down the social ladder. When you accept people like that, then you've accepted me, which tracks with Jesus' usual message, right? Is 
when you clothe the naked and feed the hungry and give water to the thirsty and the least of these yeah whatever you do to the least of these you've done to me it's the same story with this kid you take care of this kid you took care of me like so constantly jesus points us back uh to take care of the lowly because jesus himself has made himself lowly and if we're gonna act like we're all that in a bag of potato chips then we are not imaging god to the rest of the world we're imaging the false gods to the rest of the world who have always treated others that way. So. We talked a lot about humility today. Let us know, when was a time that you found God humbling you? You can join our community and chat about that and a whole lot more. Add your prayer requests, whatever you'd like, on our Discord channel. You'll find the link to that down in the information of this video. So make sure you join us for an online church experience here on the Jackson Cloud. And then you can comment, like, subscribe, and learn a whole lot more through all of our podcasts and beyond at jacksoncloud.com. Mm -hmm.